1: And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state of the art lab, you can be sure you're getting top quality herbs. To learn more, visit nature'sway.com.
2: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
0: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circa Sportsbook on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, how was your Halloween weekend? It was good. Can't you tell by my voice? I see you're fired up. <laughs> yeah, you're fired exactly. Up. We finally had some Survivor Carnage. The number one pick, Cincinnati Bengals, upset. At MetLife by the New York Jets.
3: Tell you what, uh, it was a rough way for that game to end with that uh, helmet-to-helmet call. <laughs> uh, but right away, you could tell because by the reaction, I forgot who was doing the great, uh, game last night. It, it, Trent Green, right? Harlan and Green. Green yep. yeah. They said it right away, so uh, obviously it appeared to be a fairly obvious call. But how about Mike White, Mr. Western Kentucky? But By the way, it's, it's a tough pull in that part of the state. You know, They're, they're either pulling for the Bengals or Mike White here, and uh, he comes through for the Jets and a lot of other people who were pulling against the Bengals. Yeah,
4: we'll get to that upset and more, but we always like to start off Mondays with your list. We call it Shaw Nanigans, people you have a few words for. And let's start out with the
3: quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, one of your favorites, Kirk Cousins. By the way, how about the beautiful game clock management in that uh, uh, end of the first half scenario? Well, you know, great job by him. There were several other coaches this weekend I saw saving timeouts going for next week. And Kirk Cousins decided to add himself to the list. You know, the one thing is it's kind of like the survivor contest, right? Survive in advance. Call the timeout. Worry about the clock afterwards. If you don't call timeout, you're not going to be able to uh, execute a play. Uh, just absolutely horrific. And by the way, you know what was disappointing in that situation in the second half when they were trying to move the football and it was a late-game situation? I I knew what I was going to get out of Cousins, which is he's going to throw the ball for about a seven-yard out and the receiver would never be able to get out of bounds.
4: Do you blame the loss last night by the Vikings more on Cousins or more on the play calling? There, they were one of thirteen on third down. If you're one of thirteen on third down, you got to stop getting to third down. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Run, I run, mean. and then short pass. Run, run, incomplete,
3: and kept punting. Yeah, very, very disappointing for Minnesota. Missed opportunity there. And if you look at now in the NFC, Mike, and, and you know, I know we'll get into the Von Miller deal. If mm. people have missed, uh, have not heard about it yet, Von Miller going to the Rams. They are all in. I mean, these guys have decided to shove all in with Ace King. You think Matt Stafford's 37 years old? The way they're, they're playing this, I thought. You, you think know,
4: they're
0: not going to have right? a season in
3: 2022? <laughs> There's a new pandemic coming to Los Angeles and it's folding the Rams next year. They're not big on draft picks, the Rams. I <laughs> hey, Listen, I think in the NBA, that's a great way to go, not necessarily in uh, the NFL.
4: We'll get to that in the burning questions, but yes, Rams uh, acquiring Von Miller for a second and a third round pick. Uh, all in indeed.
3: Um A guy who always steps up in the big moments, Carson Wentz. Oh, Unbelievable. (laughs) By the way, kudos to him. You know, he did a couple of things. First of all, he saved Colts fans a lot of money yesterday. If you've got Colts season tickets, at least get 25 to 50 cents on the dollar or sell the remaining seats you have. There's no way you could pay to watch somebody who's that dumb play football. You are at your own goal line, and you're facing a safety, I get that. But this hero over here is just going to throw the ball up for grabs. I mean, come on. Somebody at some point in time's got to say, listen, son, this is the situation. We're in a tie ball game. And by the way, we've got a tremendous tailback here. Uh, Frank Reich is another one. You guys should have signed a casino host to him between him and Lane Train. We'll get into that in a minute. But give me a break. The decision making is so poor. Just throws up a gift pick six. I mean, it reminded me of Jack Squire in Super Bowl 18 against the Redskins on the screen pass. And yet,
4: they rallied. They got a pass interference Yeah, ball, which was right. They, he hit him early and tied the game, went over, and had the ball twice in overtime. And the second pick <laughs> yeah. in overtime,
3: once again, full Carson Wentz. You know, I have been against this guy for a long time. I said he's he can't play. In Philadelphia, they did it kind of with smoke and mirrors, and obviously it was Foles who led them in the Super Bowl. But to me, Carson Wentz is a guy, looks like Tarzan plays like Cheney. I mean, that's the bottom line. He's got all the... Arm talent, the new word. What happened to arm strength? I never hear anyone say, you know, instead of the guy smart, he's got brain talent. Why the hell is it arm talent? And the bottom line is, he has neither. This this guy can't get it done. He's not going to win games for you. The good news for the Colts is they're going to be in better uh, position to draft high. Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I, I just want to let everyone know this is not a public uh, service announcement because we announce Mike Tomlin every week. Dude, are you kidding me right now? Boswell's one of the best kickers in the NFL. You talk about it every week, how good he is kicking at Heinz Field. But listen, we're going to run a fake field goal in a game where points are at a premium. We're going to run a fake field goal. We're going to make sure our kicker gets destroyed so that way we don't have an opportunity to kick an extra point in a tight ball game where we would have been up seven late. Yeah. I mean, Mike Tomlin's decision-making with the clock, its it's unbelievable. Then they don't call timeouts when the Browns have the football. They could have gotten the ball back with more time. No, 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 it's okay. Let's just take those timeouts and go to the locker room.
4: Fortunately, they were playing Baker Mayfield. They still came away with the victory. I'd rather have Case Keenum. I- I'm serious right now if I'm the Cleveland Browns, and I have several future tickets on them. All right, you talked about it. The lane train.
3: You know, I'm, I'm a proponent of going for a fourth down in certain situations, time score situation. but one area where I'm not a proponent is if you're down by eight, I don't understand why these coaches continuously assume they're going to make the two-point conversion. Take the three points there. Make it a five-point game. Put more game pressure on Auburn. They had three turnovers on downs. Uh, inside the red zone. How do you do that? And, I mean, it wasn't even like the plays were close. They were trying to go so quickly. They basically outquicked themselves there. Lane, Lane Kiffin, he's a tremendous play caller, but some of the decision-making left a lot to be desired. They had a chance, be- far better chance in that game than it showed.
4: Just about 15 minutes later, uh, Franklin did the right thing and at least tried the field goal to cut it to eight against Ohio State. Then, I'm absolutely <laughs> the right yep. call there. I know yep.
3: people are thinking, why are you kicking the yep. field
4: goal? You're absolutely right. Uh, Yahoo headman Bronco Mendenhall.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know... <laughs> You and I both were on uh, BYU. Yes. Here's, here's the thing. When Bronco was in Provo, always had good defenses. Yeah. I don't know if the chancellor from the University of Virginia has put an edict out that we're not going to play defense. We want to sell tickets in Charlottesville. What the hell is going on? You, Mike, if I said to you before the game, BYU is going to give up 49 points, how good do you think your ticket on BYU minus 2.5 is? Uh, dead. dead. <laughs> I think they lost by three touchdowns. That's exactly right. You win by 17? You can't get a single stop. They were up 21 and then behind and then behind and then still won by 17. Do you know there was an in-play number in the first quarter plus 17 and a half? Mm-hmm. Who knew that would come back in to be, in, yeah. in to be close? Yeah. It was unbelievably bad in terms of what we saw out of uh, this Virginia defense. It got a great offense, but my God, come on. Give me a defense with a pulse. It looked like the Mac out there. Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know what? I shouldn't have him on the list. The reality is here's why. I would love for somebody to be dumb enough to give me six years and $34 million guaranteed mm-hmm. when I get fired in about a year and a half. Do you know he's he's got a three-game losing streak? Tom Herman never had a three-game losing streak at Texas.
4: Three-game losing streak, and he's going to be about a touchdown dog going to Ames this week.
3: Oh, he's in trouble. Yeah. By the way. And by the way, you can rag on Matt Campbell all you want, also losing in Morgantown. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get mm-hmm. into that, though, Steve Sarkeesian, you've got, in my opinion, the best offense— for me, Mike, the best defensive player is Kayvon Thibodeau and probably the best player. Bijan Robinson, I think, is the best offensive player. But I'll tell you what I would argue Travion Henderson now is approaching that level in college football. But you've got Bijan Robinson. This guy was averaging only two and a half yards per carry. Stop running him. Get him into space. Use, utilize him like Reggie Bush. Get him in the screen game. Do different things. You know, everyone wants to give all these guys from Bama and all these places, they hire them as head coach and they wonder why they don't work out. You know why? Because they don't bring Jalen Waddell. They don't bring Jerry Judy. They don't bring Devontae Smith and Najee Harris with them. That's the problem. These guys, Chris Del Conte, the AD of Texas, when you sign this guy, aren't you sitting there thinking, hey, listen, Herman's a good offensive coordinator, maybe need a little bit of time. Sometimes some of these programs should stick with it. Shark is going nowhere fast, and I can tell you right now, they look like they were in the race for Arch Manning to potentially get him. He, By the way, he's had five visits so far, Ole Miss, Alabama, and a couple of these other schools. They None of those teams lost. They only lost when they went to Texas.
4: <laughs> and finally the man who is most responsible for the Ohio State Buckeyes' success
3: over the last decade, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I just want to take a tip my hat to him. It's unbelievable, man. To be this consistently bad in closing out games is unbelievable. Mike, you got a 16-point lead in the weeds in East Lansing. Probably, by the way, probably the third highest grass in college football behind North Worston and Iowa State there. And you allow Walker, who was tremendous. And by the way, if he's not in New York City, it's an absolute crime. Got to be. A, it's because be a Matt finalist. Corral's out. Yep. C.J. Stroud will have a chance, but I think he's in trouble. And I don't think Bryce Young should just get it simply based on the fact that he's played well, not elite. Walker delivered in the biggest game of the year. One of the great performances. Five touchdowns in an epic football game. You got a 16-point lead. Not, that means you're up two touchdowns. But now you just got to get a stop on one two-point conversion. Can't do it. I know there were a couple of calls, and I thought actually the fumble by Walker... I actually thought the ball was out. And you could say, well, that went against them, what have you. Bottom line is, you can't blow a lead like that if you want to be elite.
4: Derek texts me at halftime. He said, are you surprised Michigan's a half-point uh, half point favorite here? He said, I'd make Michigan State one in the second half. I said, I don't know. I think it's like a pick game. He goes, no, this game will get close. <laughs> <And> he <laughs> he was, was absolutely right. Yeah. He's seen this movie many times.
3: Yeah. Harbaugh struggles continue, particularly on the road. Mike, you know this. You guys have so many people affiliated with the state of Michigan here at Circa. What a huge loss that is. I mean, think about this. You have this game. You've got a chance now to put yourself in a position. We have not once talked about Michigan for the college football playoff. Had they won that football game, Mike, they get in the conversation. They're in the top five in the poll. Now, granted, they're still in the top ten, but a huge, huge blow to the Michigan program as a whole.
4: All right, let's save the burning questions for the next segment. We'll do the the pro and and, and the college. Let's talk about Monday night football here. Still a big part of Survivor, the second most picks on the Chiefs. You have both of your picks on the Chiefs this week. I,
3: I, I do have them on the Chiefs, and it's funny. A friend of mine who I really respect, he goes, "Listen, he goes, cut all the nonsense out." He goes, "I'm going to here's your survivor pick." He goes, "Take Seattle." He goes, "What are you kidding me?" He goes, "Jacksonville's a three and a half point favorite." He goes, "In what idiotic world is Jacksonville a three and a half point dog at Seattle?" He goes, "You're five points just because it's Seattle alone." He goes, "You really believe Trevor Lawrence is going on the road and they're going to beat even if it's Geno Smith?"
4: Yeah. There was a guy sitting with me at Bar Canada. Yeah. And he and this was in the, at like halftime of the early games, and he's like. Doesn't this game just have like 31-3 Seattle written all over it? Everybody's talking, oh, Trevor's getting better. They're going to turn it around. These guys hate their coach, and they got to take the longest trip in the NFL. With this coach, he said, this
3: looks like it. it, I mean, it was over from the beginning. You you made a great point. They really do despise Urban Meyer. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's almost like they want him to get fired. This team's got their one game under their belt, so they don't have to worry about being the Lions or the Jets. I mean, so, or bronze, excuse me.
4: This game sat Chiefs uh, Chiefs hosting the Giants on Monday Night Football. This game sat 9.5 for a big portion of the week, up to 10, and then 10.5 where we sit. I think it might touch 11 uh, today. Minus 525 on the money line for the Chiefs, 52 here. Any interest in this game other than
3: your survivor pick? Do you think the Chiefs will cover this number? I, I tell you right now, if I were to play this game, I didn't play it. I would have to take the Giants up to 11 if it gets to 11 or, or at that point in time. If the Giants can't move the ball in this Kansas City defense, yeah. I don't know when they're ever going to be able to move the ball. I like the total over. I think the Giants can put up 24 on the Chiefs. I think it's a great point. Right? I think Chiefs are going to score some points. I,
4: I do as well. I think it's a little bit of a short of a number, given how horrific, horrific. I mean, this this Chiefs defense doesn't force punts very often. <laughs> no. All right, when we come back, we'll tackle the burning questions in both the NFL and college football.
3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on vSEN, the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by ZEN Nicotine Pouches. ZEN is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. ZEN Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, Coffee and a mall's personal favorite, citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell, plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21. plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at zen.com. That's ZYN.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. He is Amal Shaw. I am Mike Palm. Welcome back into Odds On. It is time for eight burning questions. And we'll start out with the first four from the NFL. Number one, Amal, the NFL is undoubtedly a quarterback-driven league. Explain Geno Smith, Mike White, Trevor Simeon, and Cooper Rush all winning on the same weekend.
3: Well, let's start with a few things. Trevor Simeon was fortunate came in late. Remember the one thing that gets overlooked with the New Orleans Saints? This team has done well against Tampa. Brady has thrown 17 interceptions in his tenure during in Tampa. Yeah. Seven have come against the Saints. They asked Michael Lombardi. Mitch asked him this morning, I follow the money. Why does
4: uh, why do the Saints have Brady's number? He said it's not that they stop him. They're the team that turns him over.
3: That's the issue. That's exactly right. They do a tremendous mm-hmm. job of that. Simeon, I thought, did a decent job. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, it goes back to Sean Payton. Such a tremendous play. I think coach. my coach of the year ticket might still be live. I think it's very much live. Right? Right? I mean, <laughs> this team, if they get in the playoffs, when now, Jameis is looking like he's got a serious injury from what I've been told. And we'll find out MRIs is yet to come. Um, if he can make a postseason with a third, which. Amounts to what was a third string quarterback the, at some point in time. And not playing that well. Yeah, uh, exactly. A, a Jameis that really hasn't improved that much, but still. No, but you know, he did have a great throw yeah. on that corner out to the end zone. You mentioned the other guys. Mike White was incredibly accurate. That was the thing in the intermediate throws. He didn't th- take shots down the field. I blame Cincinnati's defense. You got to come up and step up on those shorter throws. You know they're not going deep in that situation. And then who are the other two guys you referenced?
4: Uh, Cooper Rush and Geno Smith.
3: You know, Cooper Rush looked like what he was. A second-string quarterback, he missed some throws, made some plays, and then Zeke had that great run on third down after the running catch. Um, but I thought the Dallas defense really showed well. You know, they gave up the opening touchdown in about three minutes, mm-hmm. and it was they didn't give up another score in terms of a touchdown the rest of the game. They were incredibly impressive. So really really nice job. And Geno Smith, I think it, it's forgotten that. Remember, this guy was, I think, a second-round pick. It's not like is completely void of skill set. It's always tough the first time around, and then it helps when you get the Jaguars. Yeah. All right, question number two.
4: After eight weeks, the Titans have a three-game lead on the Colts in the AFC South, plus have beaten them twice. So yeah. it's essentially a four-game lead.
3: If no Derrick Henry for the rest of the year, will they still win the division? Yes. I mean, this division is so bad anyway. You have Houston. They haven't even played Houston. They've played them at max once. I don't think they've played them once, even to be honest with you. I think no, they still have, they two have not them. played them. Okay, so you got four games between Jacksonville and Houston. You're going to win those. I mean, the division title was lost by Carson Wentz yesterday. That's correct. I can't remember the last time I saw a division title lose it, being lost in Week it's 8. It's a three-game swing because you lose
4: yeah. the tiebreaker, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. A three-game swing in one game, essentially. Question three. What was the single most important factor in the Jets' win over the Bengals? A, that Mike White is an upgraded quarterback for the Jets. B, that the Jets were embarrassed by the Patriots the week before. Or C, this was the Bengals' third straight
3: road game. All of the above. Yeah. Uh, you know, simply put... I like the point on the road game. That's the situation there unto itself. But, you know, Robert Sala challenged their manhood. And he said, you know, the one thing in the NFL you have to remember is whenever a team gets embarrassed, I talked about this last week, you get embarrassed, they're going to come out and play better. They're not necessarily going to win, but even the Dolphins. I know the final score looked a little bit like a blowout, but it was close for three and a half Three to quarters. three for most of the game. Absolutely. So you're going to see teams compete, and the Jets did exactly that. And I'll tell you what, Mike, they were really resilient when they were down, was it 10 or 11 points? When they were down 11 with eight minutes to go, if you were following the end game, they were a twenty to one
4: underdog to win the game. It was forty to one, twenty to one on the end game. Wow. Minus four thousand plus
3: two thousand. You had them in survival, yeah. you should have put a hundred bucks on right? it. And then that way you don't have, you get your money back on your 20-to-1. Yeah. You made a profit. You made a profit on that, <laughs> yeah. that entry, however many entries you had Absolutely, on it. Absolutely, yeah.
4: Exactly. Um and number four for NFL, with the acquisition of Von Miller, should the Rams now be the favorite to win the NFC?
3: Well, they should for the following reasons because Look, they're in a challenging division, but Green Bay could potentially wind up with home field advantage. I just think this defense is going to get a little bit better. But how much does Vaughn Miller really have left in the tank remains to be seen. Uh, but I think teaming him up with, of course, Aaron... Uh, 99, what's 99's name? Yeah, Aaron Donald. But thank you, I couldn't remember his name. I think this team is going to look like they're in a great position. Currently
4: but, uh, at DraftKings, they're co-favorites with the Bucks at plus 350. Cowboys, the third choice, plus 450. Packers and Cardinals, co-fourth choices. At 5-1, then you drop all the way. We said there's five teams. Then you dropped all the way down to the
3: Saints at 16-1, to one. and then after that, 40-1 to one on 49ers and Seahawks. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be very much alive, despite the fact that Mike McCarthy continues to be their head coach. But I think the point of demarcation is the four division leaders. I, I, I know the Cardinals have played well, but I still think there's a little bit of there's those four teams, a slight drop-off. Arizona by itself and then everybody else.
4: Technically right now Arizona is the leader in the West because they beat the Rams heads up and they have the same record but if you're drawing that distinction, yes. Okay, now let's switch now to our college burning questions. Gary Patterson makes it two consecutive weeks a Big 12 head coach is departing. Where do the Horn Frogs
3: turn to replace a legend? It's a good question. You know, you look at this right now they put Jerry Kill in as an interim yeah. Uh, you know, I really felt bad when I heard Patterson was out because my buddy's a DC there. They asked him to coach the rest of the year, the university officials, and he declined. Uh, the You know, it's interesting because him and Gary are super close. And I think it was just out of, a thing out of respect for Gary. But, you know, he's my age. We're going to see what happens to Chad Glasgow. I, I hope it works out. We land somewhere else. But this program is going to be tough. I think Gary Patterson was a perfect fit because if you bring in a coach with a certain type of personality, you're always going to have a fear he's going to leave TCU to go somewhere else. And I'm not sure who they bring in to to go into that program. You know, Sonny Cumbie, who's coaching now at Texas Tech, was at uh, TCU for a while, was calling the plays there on the offense with Gary Patterson. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there. You worked in the Dallas area for a decade. How attractive
4: of a job is that in the landscape of Texas football?
3: Look, in my opinion, it's not quite as impressive as they would want you to believe. The one thing is you are in the Big 12, but make no mistake about it, you've got Texas, you've got uh, A&M, you've got Baylor now competing for players. Texas Tech, TCU, and even SMU is getting some players uh, over there. So probably like the fifth best job almost. Is Maybe the Houston
4: a, job a better job than
3: than Texas Christian? It depends. Mm-hmm. You know, because now with Houston moving into the Big 12, now, now Houston's a far better job. You're in a much better area. Harris County is one of those places. You recruit there, you'll win.
4: Okay, question number two. Did you agree with Mike Norvell's decision to punt down three with 126 remaining and two timeouts, granted it was 4th and 32, but your best-case scenario, you have to remember, the punt could take 10 or 12 seconds if it rolls. Yeah, Two plays are going to take 12 seconds. That's 104, and then 40 roll off the clock, right? With Because you don't have the timeout if Clemson runs all three times. You could be looking at getting the ball back after a punt with 15 seconds in a long field. Don't you have to go and hope you
3: get a pass interference or catch a long pass or you're, do a trick play? You're absolutely right, and here's the other reason why. Because even if you, if you fail and you get a stop, they're going to kick a field goal. You're only mm-hmm. down six. Correct. So you're still mm-hmm. in the ball game. There's no reason not to take that shot there. And by the way, to me, there's a great play that people should utilize. Just have the receiver go out on a route, underthrow the ball, and have him stop on a dime. That's it. The, the yeah. DB's going to plow him over, and it, it's unbelievable. I thought that Florida State defense played well, and Clemson is some serious trouble with DJ. They're going to have to find a new quarterback. This guy can't throw the ball. You. I don't know if you watched that game. Justin Ross, there were several times he was open. He was verbally agitated. Uh, just by, I mean, you could see his body language, excuse me, not I, verbally, but like, I actually didn't. I
4: only watched the last six minutes of the Consider game. Consider yourself lucky. Question three, Amal, will you look to hedge your preseason Georgia SEC championship ticket after Dan Mullen totally exposed the Bulldog defense?
3: Oh my God, that was good. <laughs> I, knew, I knew something was coming. I forgot about this one. I knew it was coming. Listen, I give you credit. And by the way, Dan Mullen, whoo, the seat warmers are on. <laughs> they actually are. The seat warmers are on in Gainesville in the middle of July, okay? I mean, let's get it. It's getting toasty there now. The problem was they were lifeless, and that decision at the end of the first half to throw the ball. Oh, my goodness. Come on, man. You're down 10-4. <laughs> what are you doing? You're still in the ball game. The game was Two, over. The game he was ended over. ended the game before he, the end of
4: the game. That game was 3 nothing. well into the,
3: deep into the second quarter. See, this is where I think, Georgia, by the way, I love how you phrased that question there. Genius work <laughs> by you. Um When you look at the situation, they were in the game. The defense played well enough. This is still my knock against Georgia. The The offense. offense. Pedestrian. Absolutely. But bottom line is, Dan Mullen, absolutely, he outcoached himself. He outsmarted himself. And give Georgia and this team credit. And by the way, Mike, I'll tell you what. I have always been biased when it comes to defenses. 2011 Alabama, for me, has always been the gold standard. Mm -hmm. Gave up 21 points in, I think, Week 11 against Georgia Southern. Other than that, they never gave up more than 17 points. This Georgia defense has been unbelievable I said before the season Georgia's winning the SEC I knew they had a great team I think they'll make Alabama work for their points they will but I'm going to tell you something this kid Bryce Young is really good we'll see I can't wait for this matchup final question these
4: are yes or no which of these teams control their own destiny for the playoff Cincinnati no Alabama yes Ohio State yes Oregon I want to say yes but I I,
3: I want to amend that after this weekend Wake Forest no unfortunately
4: First time in the top 10.
3: Congrats to them. Absolutely. But the problem is they're in such a weak league. I don't know if they can find a way. I know, but they take care of business. That offense is potent. Yeah. Try to say Duke may not score much. (laughs) Much. (laughs) All right.
4: When we come back, we're going to talk about college football lines. Are they wild or are they right?
3: This is
0: Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on vSIN, the sports betting network.
4: The vSIN midseason football special is finally here. For only $99, you get everything vSIN has to offer from now until the Super Bowl daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport. Point spread weekly, plus in-depth data analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's the mall Shaw. So you get November, December, January, and half of February, right? Three and a half months. I thought you were Uh, just trying to let us know you knew what the months were. These are the months of the year. 30 days has November, April, June, and September. Okay, uh... Wilder right. We do this on Mondays, sometimes a little bit on Tuesdays. I don't,
3: I don't even know who's playing this week.
4: I, I haven't I, looked at any games I, I know uh, a few games. I know Texas is at Iowa State because I'm probably going to be at the game. And that's a, a 4 o'clock game uh, Pacific. So 6 o'clock. So it's a night game back there in Ames next week when God, I'm God, there. I love going to games. That'll be a fun game. Especially wasn't?
3: involving the Shorthorns.
4: Give me right. the old horns <laughs>
3: down. <laughs> I love it.
4: All right. Um, this used to kind of be a rivalry game. LSU at Alabama. Um, Ed Orgeron takes his crew to Tuscaloosa. Uh, both these teams coming off a bye. Uh, I'll let you guess this one before we go to it. This is a hard number for me to make. Uh, t- uh, hold on a second. This will tell, no. tell you. Now, no, we're no, not going to use a, a margin of one no, no, no. because of your guess. You don't know. But
3: I, I'm thinking that I'm, I'm trying to think of the line mm-hmm. so far LSU has had in certain spots. I'm going to say Alabama 22.5, 28.5. Wild or right? A little bit wild. A little bit? Yeah. I think it should be about 24, 24 and a half, 25. I don't think it will get bet down, though. Do you? Maybe under 28. But I don't think they're going to beat him by 28. Yeah. I think this is way too high. How about the total? 66. I think this is too low. I tend to agree with you there. I think, I think LSU yeah. will get some points. They will get some yep. points. Alabama's got some deficiencies defensively. Yeah.
4: Okay. Um, <clears throat> Wake Forest. Undefeated. Top 10. They go to Chapel Hill to play a struggling North Carolina team. I think this has been a tremendously disappointing season for Mac Brown and Heisman before the season frontrunner Sam Howell. North Carolina is a favorite here of two and a half. I, I was going to say three. Okay, so you think it's the correct line? I think it is the correct line, yeah. And a total, 77. I was going to say 75. Yeah. Okay, so makes sense. So you're on this line. You you agree with it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect I'll Wake, take Cle-
4: Wake Forest. I'll
3: like, take Wake Forest. I, I like Carolina here. Really? You I think listen, the dream I, ends here? Yeah, unfortunately. I I, I hope Wake, Wake goes on and yeah. competes for the national title. Um I, I love a small school like this. By the way, smallest Division I football school. I mean smallest in college in Division terms One terms of enrollment. Yes. Wake Forest. Really? Yes. Um I mean, But North Carolina, I thought their offense showed well against uh against Notre Dame. Gutty effort by
4: the Trojans beating a very good Arizona squad <laughs> by seven <laughs> points, laying twenty two uh in the Coliseum on Saturday. They go to Tempe, where I thought maybe the strangest result of the weekend, Arizona State got actually run out of the building by Washington. We said the number 16.5 was way too tall, but I didn't expect Washington State to win by three scores. Arizona State is favored by eight with a total of 60. Is eight over USC Wilder right?
3: Yeah, I'm really, really mad at myself that Arizona State game because, you know, I had several friends that were on the game, and to me, I knew the line was out of whack, Mike, but I just kind of laid off it, which was not not a mistake based on the result. Even if Arizona State won by twenty-one, mm-hmm. it's just too many points. Who the hell is Arizona State to lay this type of number ever, ever? Well, why are we saying that Washington State is so bad? I, I mean, know in <laughs> Oregon State they've been competitive. They, look, they're just not getting enough credit. And you know, I took Washington State second half; they were catching ten. I was like, I said, they're going to score seven points. They didn't even score seven points, and they yeah. still were better off. Arizona State looked completely disengaged in that football game. They didn't even care. They were ready for Halloween night in Tempe. And frankly, I don't blame them. I've seen what the female look like there at Arizona State. I don't blame them, but the bottom line is, Mike, that team looks like Herm. they have quit on Herm Edwards.
4: Kyle Whittingham and his youths got the job done against UCLA, although DTR got injured early in that game. They now go to the farm to play this, this David Shaw offense, uh, which is offensive.
3: Utah, lane seven at the farm, total of 52. 100% right. That was actually the number that was going to be out yeah. of my mouth, seven. Yeah, yeah that, that's actually correct. And yeah. look, I think it'll be a tight competitive game. The defense will be good enough. They might actually have to play a team that decides to throw the ball, unlike Dylan Morris and Washington.
4: Oh, was unbelievable. I mean, I... I Not under I just kept betting it. I'm all... I mean, it was like a dream.
3: It really These was. guys would run, 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 and kick a field goal. Run, 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 and kick a field goal. How about when Washington gets the fumble in the second half? And Jimmy Lake is like, guys, guys, <laughs> listen up. We are not going for more than one first down here. Let's get that field goal team ready to go. Peyton Henry, get ready to trot out there. Come on.
4: It's a good kick. That left-footed kicker is a good kick. Yeah, he's a good, he, good
3: kicker from inside 40 yards. The problem is they don't he, generally get inside yeah. the 25-yard line. Um,
4: This is an interesting line. Navy gave Cincinnati fits in that game in Annapolis. Now they do have to go on the road to South Bend here. Notre Dame, laying 20-and-a-half at home, total of 47.
3: Uh, that's wild. I, I thought the number was gonna be I thought it was gonna be closer to about sixteen or seventeen. Mm. Um I think this is the game though where the athleticism of Notre Dame really takes hold against Navy. I, I've been waiting for some teams to take advantage of the athleticism. Haven't seen too many teams do it. I think outside of Houston against uh, Navy, this game could be a little bit of trouble here for Navy. But they always play Notre Dame tough. This is their Super Bowl. Meanwhile, well, you said Notre Dame's just gonna keep chugging along, they'll end up eleven
4: and one. They they certainly might. Right? I mean they took North Carolina wasn't a gimme game, but they
3: they, they outscored them. I was, I was watching that game intermittently. I thought yeah. they were playing make it, take it. Every time I looked on, <laughs> Notre Dame had the ball. <laughs> uh,
4: Illinois loses at home to Rutgers. Another game I said under, and it wasn't even close. Um, they go to Minneapolis to take on Minnesota, who I think is going to win the Big Ten West and represent I, I them in too. the title. Game. And I think they're probably the best team. This number Fourteen and a half all. 44, Mo.
3: Yeah, had Minnesota in the second half yesterday. Uh, they were minus a point-and-a-half. Against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I have never seen a team's defense not be able to stop a run when they told you what was coming. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if Minnesota threw the ball in the second half outside of one or two times. They just ran it right down their throat.
4: I think, you know, we make fun of the boat rower a little bit, but Fleck is actually a good game manager. He's a very he good game manager. He understands time very, and score. He very, very does. Yes,
3: he does. Uh, in terms of this number, yeah. you know, I, I think this is right but I don't like laying this type of number with Minnesota. What about this total? You like this over under?
4: I don't know. Here's two 44. teams
3: that really want to run the ball. Illinois just does not want to pass the football, right? Well, you've seen Brandon Peters play, right? Yeah,
4: but I mean they want to run the ball and and for them against Penn State it was okay cuz they rest for 400 yards, but uh there will there may not be 30 passes thrown in this game. So it's hard to play it over. Yeah,
3: you, you, obviously, you're definitely an optimist. 30 passes. Are you kidding me? No chance here with these two teams. Well, if they get a holding penalty, they might have a pass. If the draw play on first 20 doesn't do The delayed handoff That's um, <laughs> unbelievable. I like the way the Gophers are playing, though. You have to give them a lot of credit. Uh, this team's really looking dangerous right now. And by the way, don't sleep on Purdue either. Tennessee at, Kenya, yeah, they win as a,
4: what was, seven and a half point mm-hmm. dog at Nebraska? Unbelievable. Tennessee goes to
3: Kentucky. I thought Kentucky looked bad against Mississippi State. They looked State, really right? bad. They looked really bad. Turnover City, but it wasn't even just that. Yeah. They, their defense couldn't get any stops. That no, was the problem. They could not. They could no. not
4: get any stops. Maybe, 10, Le- maybe Leach's team's a little better. Anyhow, Tennessee goes to Kentucky. 11? What? 11. The total? No. <laughs> Tennessee goes to Kentucky. You're saying Kentucky's 11 here? No, I'm kidding. They can't you, score 11 points. What do you think the number is? Uh, five or six. Three. Lane three with a total of 57-and-a-half. Contrast to styles. Tennessee, Heupel, they want to play fast and throw the ball. Kentucky wants to run the ball.
3: Go oh, down to one-and-a-half already. Here. Kentucky bounces back and wins this game. You think
4: so? This, Just this, moved. Just moved from three to one-and-a-half.
3: Unless there's some injury that we missed over yeah. the weekend, this is, this you, is the you play. You lay the one-and-a-half This here. is the play right here. Right. Kentucky. Okay.
4: Your Buckeyes, they held on. Ryan Day, very impressive. Hard-fought victory. Thought it was a great victory for Ohio State in his post-game comments i uh, Penn state played them well they always do yep yeah. they now have to go to lincoln to take on mr fourth quarter scott frost ohio State. what's the number you make on this game ohio state at lincoln 24 and a half 14 and a half i take the buckeyes wild the mall says completely remember, wild
3: remember a couple years ago they Did were about they, the they hang like
4: 60 on this team yeah all exactly the time yeah. Right now, i mean we have the mercy rule They're, listen
3: <laughs> well this game close it'll close over 17 yes If you like the Buckeyes, take this one now. Why all of a sudden? What Nebraska's defense? They're not as good as Penn State. Penn State still has the best defense. Being a seven and a half point favorite against Purdue, their defense. They look. I still think they have um, a good defense, but they don't have an elite defense. Okay, Commander in Chief,
4: Army travels west to take on the Air Force. Both these teams very good option attacks. Air Force, lane two and a half total thirty seven and a half. That is correct. Oh, the the total. Too low. Too low. I'm telling you, I always play these games under, and these, these teams are, are more uh, prone to score. The, unlike sure. Army, Navy. Yes. Correct.
3: Mm-hmm. And to your point, Air Force can throw the ball. Yep. They'll, they'll take some shots compared to Army. Uh, I think this number's too low. Mike, we're talking about. I ha- I think oh. I also think Army will be successful
4: running the football. I, I do too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look, ran it on Wisconsin in the second half. Nobody runs on Wisconsin. Iowa
3: couldn't get back to negative three yards on a handoff. If it was second and twelve, they were ahead of the chains in that game. I mean, that was unbelievable. It's uh, un- unbelievable in terms of I, I, this total is too low. I think I found two plays already for this week. One more Sparty off the huge win. They have to go to West Lafayette. What number do you make it? Uh, Michigan State uh, probably about. Six, seven? Probably three. Sparty's three and 52. Purdue's got a good defense. They do have a good defense. Yeah. Is it good enough to slow down? It's, a t- it's just a safe. tough spot coming off that big it win. Is, and yeah. then
4: more big games to look ahead. They it's still true. have Ohio State and Penn State. When we. More Wilder, right.
1: No purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm
0: and Amal Shaw on VCN the Sports Betting Network.
3: River sportsbook is industry leader when it comes to online sports betting bet rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. It must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, Indiana one 800 with it. Colorado, uh, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And the common theme of all those states is all four of their teams lost. <laughs> all right, welcome back into Odds On. That was Amal Shaw. I'm Mike. Pum. Let's continue on with
4: Wilder right on these college football opening numbers, Amal. Pretty good matchup here in the SEC in College Station, the Auburn Tigers. Go to battle, Jimbo. Go down on
3: the plains. Yeah.
4: Go to battle, the Jimbo's boys uh, from Texas A and M. Texas A and M is four and a half here in this game. I'm all a total of fifty. Auburn seems to be playing in a big game every week. They really right? are. I Nobody's mean,
3: talking about them. They're the most under the radar ranked team in college yeah. football. And by the way, regardless of the result in this game, I don't know how this is going to play out. I give A and M an edge because they're at home, but four and a half is a precarious number. Um, if this game was at Auburn, Auburn would be favored, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the Iron Bowl is going to be really tough this year. AM, and m to me, the defense is very good. But Bo Nix, he might be the most athletic quarterback in college football. He's unbelievable in terms of what he can do.
4: How would you rate uh, Harson's performance so far going to Auburn? I know there were many naysayers about hiring the guy from west of Mississippi, from the Pacific Northwest to come to SEC territory, that it wasn't a good cultural fit. How do you think they've performed so far? I don't think you can discredit him. Tough place to play, a non-conference game, to go to Happy Valley there, lose there, and then, uh, you know.
3: I, I got to give them a lot of credit. Harson's done a tremendous job. I didn't know how he would fit in, but so far things have gone well. And we'll see how it goes on the recruiting trail because at the end of the day, no matter how good of a coach you are, you've got to be able to recruit the big players, and that's the difference you see between these elite-level programs and the other very good programs.
4: The other loss, no shame in it to Georgia, right? I mean, Absolutely. So those are their two losses, and they have a ton of, ton of games ahead of them still, as you see every week. Okay, Manny Diaz, big win at Pitt. Now they go back home where it seems they've played almost all of their games. They host Georgia Tech, Miami Lane, 9.5, a, a total of 64.
3: You know, 9.5, 10, I, I tell you what, I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I was surprised last week that Virginia Tech was such a dog yeah. against Georgia Tech. Jeff Sims, they didn't do anything no. offensively. Now Van Dyke and company, they're playing with confidence. I'm going to tell you. Where would Miami be if Van Dyke started week one? Uh, better than they are. I Look, I've never been a Dr. King yeah. fan. I thought he was a guy who was a better athlete than everybody else in the American Conference, but I just never thought he was an elite uh, player or passer. Van Dyke has been tremendous, and there seems to be a renewed energy with this Miami team. I thought the way they played, the energy and the enthusiasm on Saturday was tremendous. They had more energy than Pitt did. No I'll question about it. There was
4: more desperation with that team, and Pitt was trying to have an undefeated ACC season and win the ACC
3: title. Pitt couldn't run the ball. No. Pitt, every time you looked up, Pitt was second and fifteen i tell you what, Kenny Pickett is tremendous, though. So I think he's going to be good at the next level because of his accuracy. Uh,
4: okay, let's go back to the Big Ten. Penn State, off the loss at Columbus, travels to Maryland, laying 10.5 The Nittany Lions, total
3: 55.5. Man, I was hoping you'd say this is like 7 or so. I yeah, would uh, like to play Penn State. Yeah, I would. They, they do well generally against Maryland, uh, but this is a bit of a rivalry in that part of the country. You know, uh, Penn State, obviously, not too far from getting down to the D.C. area. Um I tell you what, going into College Park, let's see how they do. I, I don't know, Mike. I don't want to lay ten and a half on the road here, but I can't take Maryland. to a Jr., as you like to call him, not a big fan of this team overall. They've had some injuries, too, that have been critical on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to stay away from this one. Tua Jr., no Heisman. <laughs>
4: uh, Ian Rappaport reports the Titans are signing free agent running back Adrian Peterson. They'll first put him on the practice squad, then elevate him to the team.
3: And why, why are we signing Adrian Peterson? Thoughts? I didn't realize Adrian Peterson was a guy that was being considered for signing. What's the matter? Eric Dickerson wasn't available? Back to Wilder
4: Wright. Uh Ole Miss off the loss to Auburn. Now host former coach Hugh Freeze and Liberty. The Flames are catching nine at Oxford with a total of sixty eight and a half Them
3: all. Uh it's gonna be interesting. What's
4: corral status?
3: Uh, that's the big question. Yeah, right. Mark, I right? mean, yeah. how do you
4: play this game if you don't know Corral's status?
3: The, the other thing is I wanna know how Ole Miss responds now that they've lost a couple of games. Um the, the situation's got a lot more difficult for them. I think what are they, what are they looking at now? They've got two or three losses already on the season. Corral's three. Heisman three yeah. mm-hmm. and Heisman's hopes have kind of gone by the wayside here. So I, I don't know, but it's going to be a good game for. I well, uh, want to lose to Hugh Freeze though. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is for sure. You know what's interesting? I think a lot of people at Ole Miss are going to want to win this game. You know, Lane will know that everybody in Oxford wants to win this football game. A good matchup of two quarterbacks who could potentially be looking at first round grades uh, Malik Willis for Liberty, and of course, uh, Matt Corral for Ole Miss. You liked Baylor
4: to cover the two and a half against Texas. They played a strong second half in that game. Now they go on the road. They go to Fort Worth, to Amon Carter Stadium. TCU without their head coach after the resignation. What, what do you think this number is? I don't know. You haven't seen Six. it yet. Yeah, you're
3: real close. Six and a half and 59. Isn't that a little short? It is, but, you know, if Patterson was a guy that wasn't well received by the team, then you could see a, a different situation. Look at the Raiders. Uh, You look at Washington State. Not, no, no, they I don't like look, the Raider comparison that's because fair. that's a whole different thing. It is fair. Okay, but all I'm saying is Gary Patterson Although abruptly— Patterson had some yeah, there's allegations some there as well yeah. the last couple of years. I mean, so— no, Baylor's, issues. Ba- Baylor's playing well. Baylor's playing, playing real cool, well. Yeah, Aranda's team. I think TCU, look, to me, There's. A, I hate to say this. You never want to accuse somebody of quitting or not giving effort. That team just laid an egg in, in uh, uh, Manhattan. I think there's a very good
4: chance that we'll see Baylor at Jerry Weld against Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game.
3: Texas is out. Iowa State now has two losses. Two in losses, the and Baylor beat them straight up. And Baylor beat them mm-hmm. straight up. Oklahoma State is the other viable but they option. Have
4: to, they would have to win Bedlam to not have two losses. Right, Baylor's with win, one loss. But, yeah,
3: and, uh, and they have but they Oklahoma remember, also. but they they beat Oklahoma, they beat Baylor. So yeah, they, they do have to win Bedlam. But remember, Baylor also has to play Oklahoma still. Yeah, that's correct. So it could be. I think it's still going to be the Cowboys. One of those. You think it will be? Well, because they get the head-to-head tiebreaker, having beaten Oklahoma, uh, beaten Baylor. Yeah, and we'll get the rematch then in that game. Either
4: way, either way, yeah. whatever the, it could be, whatever the result is, we get that rematch the next week which means that the, that that game is not as well played.
3: By the way, I just wanted to uh, send a quick shout-out to uh, one of our guys behind the scene. I don't know what the hell why it does back there, but I just want to let him know. You don't have to worry about attending Jerry World and uh, Texas playing in the Big 12 title game this year or in the next few years, as long as Sark is the coach.
4: Um, first year that Texas makes the SEC title game. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of that, one of the participants out of the East will be Georgia. They're at home in Athens. They will host... The Missouri Tigers. Make a number on this
3: game. Wait, wait, Missouri wait, wait. at Georgia. Well, remember, hold on a second. I don't even know if there's a line because Connor Basilak is injured. Oh. He so got there, hurt. There's a line. There, there's oh, there's line. a line. Georgia, I say 31, 32. 38. 38. Wait, 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 wait. 38. Okay, I'm looking. I see the total is 59. That's correct. Um... How does this game 48 to 10? Okay, here's my question for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, that's correct on the well, I mean yeah, but but let me ask you this. Do you really believe Missouri's gonna score 10 points? You think more than 10? Stop it. Stop it. Well they could. What 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 are we gonna have? A fumble return for a touchdown? I don't know. They can't score. Listen, they've shut everybody there's down. Lot,
4: there's a lot of possessions in a game. I mean, even Florida got the late touchdown.
3: I could tell you right Florida now. Florida should have been shut out. What time is this game at Sanford Stadium? At, at 12 o'clock? I can tell you right I'm, now.
4: Well, it wouldn't be a feature game later, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at noon on the East.
3: <laughs> I can tell you right now, by 3 o'clock, people are exiting Sanford Stadium, getting ready to get is, back on the highway, going is, back to is Atlanta. Is
4: like at Vanderbilt? It's 35-0 in the first quarter? Pretty much. Results? What was the final score in that game? I, I don't know. It was like 49 to nothing or something. So, yeah. I think it was even worse but than that. But it was that. 35 to nothing in the first quarter of all. Yeah, the end I, of the I think we quarter. see something similar. Okay. Um, now you Cowboys from Oklahoma State. Yeah. They have to go to Morgantown, where West Virginia just upset Boy Wonder, Matt Campbell. M- 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 Mounties, Wait, two. Next.
3: Ooh. Mounties. You You're telling me Oklahoma State's the favorite on the road? Oh, Boy yeah. They down. lay in two and a half of them all. You know, it was funny. I thought initially, the way you started to tee it up, I thought Oklahoma State might be a favorite, but I said, how are you going to continue to disrespect the Mountaineers at home? Here's what I don't get.
4: If Iowa State was seven and a half at West Virginia, you're telling me Iowa State's Five point better than uh, Oklahoma State. On, they beat them by four in Ames, and the number was seven.
3: That doesn't make sense to me. That, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I, I thought that's why the line should be the Mountaineers should be a favorite here. Uh, so you like to take two and a half here with the home team? No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> I'm just telling you. Total 49. All right. Um, let's pick a few games here. We got a minute to go. Texas is at Iowa State. Uh, total 16 and a half. Iowa
3: State every week. It's a rule. They must lay a touchdown. Minus yeah, I, seven. I, okay, I was going to guess uh, 10. you like to lay the seven in that I, I would, yeah. I, I'm a little bit concerned about Texas's psyche since that second half against Oklahoma. Another meltdown in the second half. They had a lead in this game. They got a turnover late in the first half. Can't even extend on that lead. Spencer Petrus and the Iowa Hawkeyes go to Northwestern.
4: <laughs> what do you think they're laying at Northwestern? 11. 12. Total 40 and a half. Uh, Too high. Total's too high, 40 and a half.
3: <laughs> that is it too is. high. By the way, lay the points with Iowa here. You think so? Yeah, they will, North Washington won't be able to move the ball in this defense. I agree with you. Uh, any thoughts on the World Series? Houston rallies. Yeah, I uh, can't, to, I can't, I can't, I can't wait it. Who do you for- think's
4: going to win the Series? you think that the Astros win it now?
3: I think they got a great chance. I thought you were going to talk 2022. I was looking forward to the Dodgers race. <laughs> All
4: right, stay tuned to Visa and up next, Betting Across America.